apologize. I don't want you to do aerobics. That's just... <laughs> sounds like aerobics, isn't it? Let's stand for the reading of God's Word. Go to Psalm chapter 18, verse 2. Psalm 18 and verse 2. Bible says in verse 2, the Lord is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust, my buckler, the horn of my salvation, and my high tower. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, so shall I be saved from my enemies. The sorrows of death compassed me and the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrow of hell can pass me about. The snares of death prevented me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God. He heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry came before him even into his ears. Shall we pray heavily, Father? Thank you, Lord, that we can go to you in the most desperate moments of life. Lord, I've been there when I was battling cancer. In the most desperate moments of life, Lord, we can come to you. We can cry out to the God of our salvation, the one we serve and worship and sing to and pray. Father, Lord, may tonight this message be an encouragement to God's people. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. You ever, been to, you ever met discouraged? Everybody gets discouraged from time to time, right? And the issues of life, problems of life, things that happens in our life, we get discouraged. And uh, I always say this, a lot of times behind a smile, there is great discouragement. Um, sometimes, you know, it's easy to say when people ask you, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How's things going? They're doing great. How's life? Ah, wonderful. And behind that, those words is like if they only could know the pain and the suffering and the discouragement that we are experiencing. I mean, discouragement as a human trait is not some people never get discouraged. We all get discouraged. There's always situations and issues of life on which can discourage us. And we begin to look at life differently. There are deep discouragements. There are discouragement that, go, discouragement that goes for a time or a minute or two or a half an hour or a day. Uh, but we definitely, all of us, can say, I've been discouraged. I've been beat down. I've been there. I understand what David is saying because I've been there myself. So, discouragement is a human trade. We all get it. Discouragement can be, can be a vicious enemy, sometimes to the point of causing us not to want to live any longer. Life is hard for all of us and sometimes harder for all of us. And discouragement is something that, unfortunately, we experience from time to time. And we cannot say, i never been discouraged. If I would stand right here and say, i never been discouraged, I would be lying to you. There are many issues of life. I'm in true, I mean, I'm 58 years old, or 57. I'm going to be 58 very shortly. Uh, uh, there are many situations in my life on which I've been discouraged. I remember when... One time when my mom, uh, we were young, I was seven years old, and my mom got very, very sick. 
and she was in the hospital for six months. And she came home, and uh, my dad brought her home, and one week later she was back in the hospital again. Uh, we were very discouraged. We told mom was going to die. Uh, it was very hard for us. My little sister was two and a half years old. My dad had to go to work. And at that age, it was a, a prolonged discouragement. It was it kept on going. As you get up in the morning, mom was not there. Dad was gone. We have to look for food ourselves. At that age, I had to take care of my sisters, my younger sister. Then we went live in family members' houses, which we wanted mom. Mom was not there. Mom was very sick. Uh, and praise the Lord, she, uh, they found out what was wrong with her. But I remember, I'm not saying uh, this point in my life when I was very young age, when I really experienced not just me, me and my sisters and my dad, uh, very, very discouraged about that, uh, especially at uh, being a young kid like that. Our kids do get discouraged. Our little kids, you know, and little kids, they get discouraged too. You know, even in the, with their toys and stuff and the things that they do, they get discouraged. So, like a disease, discouragement have its symptoms. They are very easy to detect and easy to get rid of it sometimes. You know, when you discourage, it brings stress. You get stress, and stress worsens as the discouragement increases. Number two, discouragement, when we get deep discouraged, we, we want to give up. It gives up, no longer moves forward. It either stops or it moves backward. You ever see a, a team, uh, a football team, a basketball team, a baseball team who's getting beat badly? You can see in their body language that they're defeated, they're done, they're discouraged, they don't see how they can win. You see even the players give up. That's what happens. It's a good thing when they say, oh, the momentum changed to the other team. No. They refuse to get discouraged and they decide to fight back. Because they can't be, you know, like, for an example, I'll give you an example. Many years ago, yeah, I know you don't watch football, the Patriots were like the favorite team to win the Super Bowl against the Atlanta Falcons. And what happened? They are down in the tubes. I mean, it was like they have, what, three points or whatever there was? They had the one that 28 points or 38 points, whatever, whatever that was. I don't remember. But I remember we came here, left here from church. We were at my son's house. It was a bunch of people there. And everybody was like, uh. <laughs> and I, I mean, everybody was discouraged. And suddenly, suddenly just... It happened, and they, they went up winning the Super Bowl. But I tell you what, there was a lot of people down discouraged. I'm not going to work tomorrow. I can't believe it. They already, you know, down. I, I'm, I'm not, I remember that night. I don't know where you were. I know where I was. But it gives up. Number three, it sees from a worse perspective. It loses focus. It becomes pessimist. It, it sees things, when we are discouraged, we see things from a worse perspective. Number four, it loses hope. When our heart and mind is discouraged, nothing looks good. Actually, everything looks bad from our own viewpoint. Our dreams get shattered. Our outlook on life looks foggy. We lose hope for living. We have no hope to give to others. When we allow discouragement to overtake our hearts, it's like a painful disease that affects every member or every organ in our body. It affects the mind. It affects the heart. It affects the body. It affects everything, even our outlook. It affects that too. So tonight, refocus your mind on what the, on what the Lord says and encourage like Paul, uh, uh, David here, yourself in the Lord. Look what it says right there in verse 2. The Lord is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust. 
And now I'm going to trust. I said, I will trust my buckle and the horn of my salvation, my high tower. He said, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. See, we see discouragement. It does all these things to us. There's more than that, but it does to us. But let me tell you, number, let's look at this from uh, point number two very quick. We're not going to spend a lot of time. It's just more like a devotional tonight because we're going to have our business meeting. But anyway, I don't want you go empty-handed by not having the Word of God. The fountain of, the fountain of encouragement. Verse 6, we see this. Two things the psalmist tells us here in these verses as he finds the fountain of encouragement. Number one, you call upon the Lord, verse 6. In my distress, I call upon the Lord. He was distressed with the issues of his life. He was hunted like a dog by Saul. He wants to, Saul wants to kill him. He's running from place to place. He's hiding himself. And he says, in my distress, and all the problems that I had, you know what? I call upon the Lord. I tell you, folks, I don't know if you've been there. Maybe you've never been there. I've been there. You call a friend. You call a family member. You call a co-worker. You call your neighbor. You call people in the church. And everybody gives. You share your heart with them. Those are your trust, you know. You share your heart with them. And in the end, you're still empty. Been there? You feel like you need somebody to talk with. And you, when you talk, you just to open your heart to the Lord. It just it feels different. I tell you what. I was reading about Ezekiah. King Ezekiah. I was reading this week. King Ezekiah got very sick. And what did he do? He went to the Lord. And he told the Lord, this is what I do. He opened his heart and his mouth. He prayed to the Lord. He just, just poured out to the Lord. And what did the Lord do? I give you 15 more years. Obviously the Lord heard his prayer. See, the fountain of encouragement right here, David found the Lord. He said, he called upon the Lord, number one. He might distress I call upon the Lord. Number two, he cry unto the Lord. Verse six, the fountain of encouragement for every Christian is found in the Lord. Listen, is it good to have a friend to listen to you? Go like this. Yes, it is. You know, yes, it is. You know, sometimes, you know, you have something on your shoulders and you want to talk to a friend and they give you some words of encouragement. It feels good, isn't it? You feel relieved. He's like, oh, I mean, I'm glad you listened to me. Did you ever say those words? I'm glad you listened to me. I really need to. You know, somebody is all good for a time. But then there are issues in life that you can talk to. I don't know. They never understand you but God. God understands sometimes the deepest cry of our hearts. i tell you what. When I was battling with cancer, I had so many wonderful people that came to me. I'm praying for you. Does that feel good? Yes. I, I don't know what you're going through, but my heart is with you. I mean, I used to go to church. It became hard to leave church. Everybody wants to say something. Even some would stop me. Let me pray for you. Let me pray for you, brother. Was it good? Yes. But I tell you what, with all that goodness, I tell you what, that peace and encouragement is when I talk to my God every day. You know, I didn't know if I was going to die. I'm still here. Praise the Lord. But I didn't know what was going to happen to me. I honestly, be honest with you, at the beginning, I thought I was, I was a dead man. Even my pastor, one time I went to him for a ride, and he said to me, um, so, how you feel? We were driving a car, like, I feel good. Uh, no, and I'm talking about, where's your mind in this whole thing? He said, so, pastor, honestly, I think I'm going to die in about a couple of months. 
He goes, oh, that's depressing. I said, oh, I'm not depressed. I'm just worried, concerned about my family. Not worried. Concerned about my family. What's going to happen to my kids? I mean, my kids were small. I had two kids in college at the time. It was not an easy thing. But he called upon the Lord. Number two, he cried unto the Lord. See, we can encourage ourselves in the Lord. And the Bible says literally about, about David that he encouraged himself in the Lord. Well, number three, the blessings of encouragement. Look at verse 6. In my distress, I call upon the Lord and cry unto my God. You heard my voice out of his temple and cry, and cry, and, his, and my cry came before him even unto his ears. You're talking about faith right here. He believed. Let me put it this way. When you pray, do you believe that God is listening to you? I never forget, there was a pastor that said to me, Brother, don't you have those days when you pray and the prayers hit the ceiling and hit you back in the head? I said, no, I don't. And he looked at me like, you know, like I'm lying to him. I said, no, I don't. Every time I open my mouth, I believe God is listening to me. That's my faith. And he goes, I, said, I wish I had your faith. I said, well, open your heart to the Lord. This was a pastor. So, the blessings of encouragement. There, there are two things right here on the edge of blessing to encourage us. Is cry, number one, God heard our cry. He heard my voice. And number two, God listens to our cry. My cry came before the Lord even unto his ears. Folks, let me be sincere with you tonight. There are enough things going on in all of our lives every day to bury us with discouragement. You get this? There's so many things that are going on with our lives to bury us with discouragement. There's enough problems, enough issues to bury you, us in the grave of discouragement. Now let me be sincere with you again. Discouragement doesn't resolve problems. Actually, discouragement, discouragement makes us sick. Listen, please. I don't want to discourage you tonight. I want to encourage you tonight. Okay? Look at life and smile at it. They say, Pastor, easy for you to do. Yeah, for me it's easy because I'm, I'm a... Pretty much a, a outgoing person, and I kind of smile to life most of the time. But I got my moments. I got my moments, like everybody else. Look at the beauty of the sunshine that God sent us after the big storm. You know what? Isn't that wonderful? After a storm, there's always a sunshine. And actually, one thing the Lord, one time the Lord opened my my eyes to. Above the clouds is always sunshine. If you don't believe me, take a flight. You can be in a stormy, raining day, and when that plane passes the clouds, it's beautiful to see the way the, the sun shines through those clouds. You see, there's always a sunshine after a storm. Yes, there are storms of discouragement. What's the use? Nobody cares. Nobody loves me. Oh, am I just... Go ahead and eat some worms. <laughs> Isn't that true sometimes what we get to? We got like Eeyore. Oh, well. Yeah, I love that character, Eeyore. <laughs> Eeyore is like, you know, I mean, I'm not Eeyore, but, you know, Eeyore is a, a, a very, I mean, if you look at that, those characters, oh, well. And the door falls on, on, on Eeyore, like, oh, well, somebody will pick it up. <laughs> it's just totally down doomsday. 
And discouragement can get you that way. Can get you down like that. If we are the children of God today, we have to come to we don't have to come to the the sad conclusion that God doesn't care. God cares. Did God care about David where he was? Yes, he did. And David believed that. You know what? We have to believe this. How we encourage ourselves, the blessings of encouragement is this. God loves me. God cares about me. God wants the best for me. God doesn't let me, leave me alone. We're never alone because the Spirit of God is in us. Jesus wants you to smile to life and to enjoy the life that He gives you. So why holding back? Number four, the optimism of encouragement. Most of the time, an encouraged person is a very optimistic person. In other words, when we are encouraged, we look at life with great optimism and great perspective. Number one, the description of encouragement. Look what it says. Look at the encouragement of David here. The Lord is my rock. See what he says? My rock. Look, what it, look at what he keeps saying. My fortress. Look at the word. My deliverer. My God. My strength. In whom I, look what it says, I will trust. My buckler and the horn of my salvation. And look at this, my high tower. See, my, my, my. He's not being selfish here. He's encouraging himself on what God is. That's what he's doing. He's beaten down, but he said, I, my, the Lord is mine and mine. You know, he talks about his relationship with God here. He has a deep relationship with God. Do you see the optimism of David in these, these words? Do you see how he views his God with, uh, with his optimism? Discouragement have uh, a way to beat us down and bring the worst in us. That discouragement makes, makes us pessimists in many ways, in many aspects of our lives. But encouragement makes us uh, see life in a better perspective. David encouraged himself in the Lord, for he's so good for what God is. You know, I have a tendency sometimes, and, and it's me, it's, 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 I should work on that, and I need to work on that. Sometimes something happens, and I begin to see the worst thing in, in it. Oh, and, and I love when people come along and say, that, you know, they see the good in it. You're like, how do you see the good? I'm, I don't see the good. And then they begin to see. But, you know, maybe it is like this, and maybe it's like that. And I'm scratching my head. I said, how in the world do you see that? You see the optimism? I had the tendency to look at the worst way. I was like, but that person is like this and like that. Maybe, And I should go the other way around and look at the good. What can come out of it? You know what? Out of bad situations, God does always good. I think we should be the same way. Out of every bad situation, always come, something good comes out of it. So we see the description of, of encouragement. Number two, the insurance of the insurance, I'm sorry, assurance of encouragement. Verse three, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. So look at, look at the conclusion of David's search right here. He was discouraged. In his discouragement, he looked up to God for help. He sees for God for who he is, and his heart begins to get encouraged. And now that is that, that he is encouraged, he has his heart, uh, the assurance in his heart, and he says, I will praise him. i tell you what. Look at verse, uh, uh, verse 3 and what he says, I will call upon the Lord. These words are written in the future tense right here, which means that every time we get discouraged, we know that we can call upon the Lord. Because I tell you what, today you can beat down discouraged. Tomorrow the sunshine comes. Two minutes later you can be discouraged again. 
That's life. Ever been that way? Okay. My mom passed away in July. Very optimistic, a new year. Well, this is going to be a new year. I mean, that's our mind. We think about those things. My aunt dies, which is my mom's old, older sister. Okay. Yeah, a little, mm, okay, a little setback. Okay. And you try to recoup from that. Guess what happens? My son and my daughter-in-law lost their baby. Can get discouraged? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You say, well, it gets discouraged. It gets discouraging. It's not easy. Sometimes, you know, something happens, and before you know, something else happens. And what do you do? Is what we do. We keep trusting the Lord. God is always good. No matter what circumstances we may face, God is always good. We serve a good God, folks. A God that loves us and cares about us. He cares about us so much and loves us so much, He says, you know, I have heaven for you. Wow. When this temple goes to the ground, it goes there, goes there, it goes to the grave, we're going to be with the Lord. What a great thing. That's something that we should rejoice and encourage ourselves into. Listen, folks, our lives are, life is full of trouble. There's always problems. Don't you know, I mean, if you sit down and you think about it, it's one thing, another thing, another thing, and it never stops. You've got to pay this bill. You've got to pay that bill. You've got to go get uh, uh, gas in your car. The car doesn't start. You've you got to go uh, clean the driveway. You've got to go do this. You've got to go do There's always something. You go outside. I'm going to sit there and watch TV. You're going to sit there and watch, uh, watch TV. Here goes the TV. I'm just kidding. But anyway, those things happen, isn't it? There's always obstacles. You know what? Encourage yourself in the Lord. What we have here in this passage, I'll conclude with this passage of Scripture, is the proper medication for a disease called discouragement. When discouragement hits home, those of us who are Christians, who are the children of the living God, can encourage ourselves like David did in the Lord. When life beats us down and hits us with many trials like David, we can go to the fountain of encouragement, the Lord Jesus Christ, and encourage ourselves in the Lord. Sometimes we may not understand why things happen the way they do. Don't you think I said, Lord, why you take that baby? It's an honest question, isn't it? I believe God had a reason. I just don't understand. I'm just human. And that question still in my mind, Lord, why? When I get to heaven, I'll get the answer. I know. I think he gave me the answer. I'm just not going to share with you. I got the answer loud and clear. But I'm going to keep it myself. Because I think that's the answer that he gave me. But I will keep it with me. I believe the Lord gave it to me. But you know what? Sometimes we don't understand where life is taking us. But we can trust. We can believe. We can encourage ourselves in the Lord. For he is the only one who has everything that we need. Listen, people disappoint us all the time. Ever get disappointed and discouraged because of it? Yes. Don't say no because that's not true. We all get discouraged 
by people, by things, by affairs of life. But I tell you what, our God never disappoints us. He's always right. He's always on time. He's always loving us. We don't love him many, him many times, but he always loves us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for this passage of Scripture tonight. Thank you, Lord, for this little message tonight in our service. I pray for each person here tonight. Lord, may we encourage ourselves in the Lord. Like David did, Lord. He, he went through so much as he was running for his own life. Life was not easy for David. But, Lord, he encouraged himself in you. Help us to do that. When discourage, discouragement hit, hit, hit our home and hit our hearts, may we remember you and go to you for encouragement. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. We're going to do tonight... Uh,